Welcome to your best bets. NFL Week 15 is upon us. Uh, I don't know if the playoff picture got any clearer in, in any conference last week, but uh, you know certainly there's there's still favorites on each side of, of in each each conference at least. And uh, you know we saw a lot that we already knew about Tampa, for instance, last week. Um, you know, New England was on a bye. We'll see them this week in a big game. Um, but this thing's really winding down, and uh, we got five games we're going to talk about tonight. Zach Fitzgerald is here. Uh, Zach, welcome to the show. Uh, of course, you, you've been on for several golf shows. You've been angling to talk about football. So here we are. So but, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's knock this one out of the park tonight. Awesome. I am glad to be back and excited for this. Uh, I play golf, obviously do not play football, but I do watch football and I really enjoy betting on football uh, and talking about football. So this is very, very exciting. I'm interested to hear what's, do you have a certain strategy overall as far as betting or is it just week by week? I mean, like golf, I, I like low bet parlays, uh, but I will on football much more than golf be aggressive on a game that I feel particularly good about. Um, you know, there's a couple games that we're going to talk about today that that I particularly like the underdogs, and I think we're going to disagree on that as we spoke about previously. And excited to talk about that. Um, yeah, I, I like to try to find an underdog really that that I think is going to come through on the money line at least and make a, a sizable bet on that. And by sizable, you know, 20, 30 bucks, um, uh, you know, and then maybe play kind of like we were talking uh, a three, four game parlay for five, $10. And, you know, if they hit, you can really multiply your money exponentially. I, I have been writing underdogs pretty much this whole season. Um, I'm, I'm in a, a picks pool, um, and I think I've picked more underdogs than anyone in our pool. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen this week, or at least the five games we're talking about, which is pretty rare for, for me. Uh, last week on the pod, I had uh, our, our friend Scott on, uh, or my friend Scott on, and we both went four and two. So we are uh, we are giving out some winning plays here. Um, I missed badly on the, the Washington-Dallas game. I had Washington covering. They did not. And then um, I had Cleveland covering against the Ravens, which they had the whole game. And uh, that was the ultimate backdoor cover by the Ravens. So I, that's one of the one of the six we lost. But, but Zach, I got I got to talk about week 14. I hit I hit five parlays last week. Um, it was insane. It was easily my best week of the season. I hit a, a four fourteen money line parlay that was about plus nine twenty. Um, I hit two three-team teasers, which you know were about plus 175 each. Hit a same-game parlay on Monday night. Um, and then I hit a three-leg touchdown score parlay. So uh, I don't know how I'm going to top last week, but uh, I'm ready to attempt it. Uh, any, anything for, that you saw last week from any of the games or just the league-wide, or is it just the NFL and it's impossible to predict? 
I think in particular, and it's really been obviously this way for a lot of years, just the rash of in- injuries that continuously come. Uh, you saw Lamar get hurt last week. Uh, you know, you got the two-headed monster in Denver of Javanta and Melvin, and Melvin's kind of battling that thumb injury. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? I think this this year, betting-wise, it's been much harder because there are so many people either on the COVID list or on the injured list you're kind of taking a shot in the dark uh, with, are they going to play or they're not going to play? And really one person uh, on offense or defense can swing a lot of things. This week, especially um, there's a lot of players on the COVID list. There's a lot of unknowns, even this in the middle of the week, as we sit here, you know, so you're betting on any of the, even the Saturday night games or especially the Sunday games, there's going to be a lot that changes from the time we put this podcast out on Thursday morning versus Sunday morning. So keep that in mind. Um, I, I think I saw Adam Schefter said this was a record last week was a record week for, for players hitting the COVID list. And a lot of the games we're talking about a lot of the players, uh, there's a lot of players on um, each of these 10 teams that we're going to be talking about that, that are directly affected. Um, Thursday night, typically the Thursday night game always feels just a little, uh, I don't know, boring, sluggish, but arguably the Thursday night game this week is the best game of the week. Um, it's uh, huge. It's going to, you know, huge stakes in the AFC West in this game and, and the AFC uh playoff picture as a whole uh casey they've won i think f- six in a row now um they are going to la to face the chargers they are favored by three uh currently over under at 52 uh zach 75 percent of the bets are coming in on the chiefs to cover at minus three however only 55 percent of the money is coming in on the chiefs in this game um lots of uh, lots of guys going to be potentially out in this game. We know, um, I think Keenan Allen is coming back from the COVID list, but uh, Austin Eckler's banged up. Derwin James is banged up. Um, their stud offensive lineman, uh, Slater, he sounds like he'll be out. On the other side of the ball, the Chiefs uh, could be without Chris Jones, uh, who's been playing great the last five or six weeks, carrying that defense. Uh, so ultimately, is this, you know, all, all these potential guys going to be out for the Chargers, how is that going to affect them? Who do you like in this game? Um, I did a lot of research on this one as far as even going to look what what the temperature, what the weather is going to be like. And it's 63 degrees with five-mile-per-hour wind and a max of 12 uh, gusts. So uh, I like a shootout in this. You got two great quarterbacks. You got Mahomes, who's still Mahomes. Uh, they seem to have somewhat found a way to maybe not go deep as much and play a little bit more in the intermediate game and allow the offensive line to cover him as much as possible with Edwards Hilaire back uh, that's helping. And, and Darrell Williams is still producing uh, with Edwards Hilaire back uh, making a good catch last week. Um, I think with, with the chiefs, wide receivers there's they're still the chiefs i mean they're still just one explosive way from a touch or one explosive play away from a touchdown at any moment um and the chargers are giving up 25.8 points per game um they 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 give up points uh you know most of the games that they've won uh herbert has really had to come through pretty clutch 
I've had him on my fantasy team all year, and the games that they've won, he has gotten me some points and won me some matchups. And like you said, Eckler's hurt, expected to play, though. Um, Keenan Allen's returning from COVID. Mike Williams has an injured heel, expected to play. Both of their tight ends are on the injured uh, are on the, the injury list. Uh, I think I like the Chiefs in this game. I think everything says that Patrick Mahomes should be able to score points against this defense. Uh, I think the Chargers are also going to score points. I just think that the Chiefs win in a shootout and cover. Hmm. I'm really torn on this game. Uh, this is the only game of the five that I've I've gone back and forth on. Um, the Chiefs, in their last, uh, I guess, six games, they've only allowed an average of uh, almost or just less than 11 points per game. So that, that defense has been carrying that team. And um, besides games where they play the Raiders, Zach, they're really not doing a lot offensively. Um, you know, they've put they put up 40 against the Raiders twice in the last four weeks. Other than that, they're, they're struggling to score 20. And this this is a defensive team right now. I don't know. But the Chargers, I, 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 I liked this game a little better when it started at four early in the week. And it's been bet down to three. Money came in on, on L.A. right away, um, getting four at home. I do have questions about the injuries. Um, I also feel like uh, SoFi Field in L.A. is not its not a real home field advantage. It's probably, you know, you traditionally give the home field, the home team three points. But in this game, there's going to be as many Chiefs fans there as Chargers fans. So essentially, to me, you're getting you're getting some some free points with the Chiefs. I think I'm going to go with you here. I'm going to take the favorite. I'm going to, I'm going to take the chiefs minus three here and trust that the chiefs defense is going to continue rolling. I still have questions about Mahomes and the offense. However, their, their running game has been better. We know the chargers cannot stop the run. Um, I actually think the under is in play here. Um, I think this, I'm going to go the opposite of you there. I think, I think under 52 would be my play. I'll probably just stay away from that. But if I had to bet it, I would, I would go KC minus three as well. Um, Saturday night, this, this could arguably be the the game of the week as well. And, And by the way, I love, I love when the NFL sprinkles in some Saturday night games, uh, during December, just feels like bonus football this time of year. Um, New England, of course, they are right now positioned as the one seed in the AFC, um, traveling to Indianapolis. This game has the, the Colts favored by two and a half over under at 45, uh, Colts, you know, are the last couple months just been led by Taylor with that running game. Patriots coming off a bye, uh, you know, obviously it's scary to bet against Bill Belichick off a of bye week. Uh, last time we saw them, they they ran it a million times and threw it three times on, on Monday night in Buffalo. Um, I just feel like this is a really good spot for the Colts. Um, I, I, I think it, as long as that line stays under three, which it is right now, I, I really like I, I feel like I can hammer the Colts in this position. If it gets above three, if it goes to three and a half, which I don't think it will. Um, you know, I, I think I think you got to go with Indy here. I just think this is a good spot. Seventy-four um, percent of the money is coming in on the Colts. Fifty-eight percent of the, the the bets are on the Pats. So this is a total 
pros versus Joe situation. All the all the the public is betting the Pats here, but all the sharps are betting um, you know huge money on the Colts. Um, where's your what's your take on this game? Uh, I like the Colts here, uh, but what you were saying about the Saturday games, it's funny. Just the other day, I was kind of I got this like little twinge in the back of my head, and I was like, man, we're pretty close to where the Saturday games are going to start, and that kind of. You were talking about uh, last week how the Pats only threw the ball three times. I can tell you that I did not need to do a weather search to know that it's not going to be the same this week. Uh, <laughs> instead of a hurricane. Um, I think that, like you said, the Colts have been very dependent on Jonathan Taylor here recently. And I think Belichick is going to do everything he can to stop him. Uh, I guess we're going to find out if Wentz can play. Uh, the Patriots are only allowing 15.4 points, points per game, um, Colts 21.8, but I don't think Mac Jones is, is faced too many defenses that are playing as hot as the Colts are right now. Um, I like Leonard to kind of play a little shadow middle position and kind of be disruptive like he always is. The Colts have 14 forced or fumble recoveries this year so far, which in my studies of at least the 10 teams that we've done for this is exponentially higher than anybody else. Um, along with 15 interceptions, I like the Colts defense. I think they're getting stronger as the year progresses on. Uh, looking at the Colts injury report, it really isn't that bad whatsoever. I think Doyle has an ankle, but they're saying he should play. Um, the Patriots running back situation seems to kind of be in flux a little bit. I mean, they have Ramondre's who's healthy, but Damian Harrison has a hamstring issue, should play, and Bolden has a knee issue. Um, no, I like the Colts at negative 2.5. I think I think the Colts are playing for, for a playoff position here and, you know, possibly as well playing for a division uh, championship. So if the Titans don't, don't play well as the year goes on, the Colts could could definitely catch them still in this position. So yeah, I like the Colts in this. I think it's I think it's a big spot for them if they want to make the playoffs at seven and six. Um, you know, obviously four games left. There, you, you probably you probably need ten wins in the AFC. Um, you could argue. Um, I, I think they're better than their record indicates. I think they've they they got off to that that really tough start, but. They've, I think they they they're just playing good physical football the last five six weeks, and it's a tough spot because I I saw a stat where Belichick is 30, 14, and two against the spread as an underdog. Um, that's sixty eight percent he's covering, um, and he's just even better in games that are three points or less um, when the spread's that that small. So it, it, it's tough to fade Belichick right now. He he's he's probably the coach of the year arguably at least one of the top two or three candidates. But I, I think, I think Mac's been overachieving a little bit. I, I think that team isn't necessarily as talented as a number one seed. I think it's a bit of a fraudulent number one seed right now. I don't think they end the regular season that way. And like I said, I think the Colts are better than the record indicates. So I'm with you. Take the Colts here minus two and a half. I think when you're talking about, uh, you know, Belichick's, record and close games i mean you 
that's over the entire career. And for most of his career, he had Brady and, and yeah, I think Mac Jones has played great, but like you said, I think he's overachieving and, you know, the Colts won a lot of close games when they had Manning because, you know, he was able to slow things down and keep it close and then pull it off in the end. And we'll see if Mac Jones can do that. Uh, I'll take my chances on the Colts though. Um, I'm, I'm eyeing uh, Josh McDaniels as, as a potential Bears coach. Uh, I'm, I, I got my eye on him. I, I just I'm, I'm intrigued with what he could potentially do with fields. I think uh, he's mature from his time in Denver, his first stint. Obviously, I know the whole mess with uh, the Colts a few years ago. But I think this guy's ready to be a coach again. And uh, I'll be interested to see if the Bears pursue him uh, in the offseason. But I, I think I think he's ready. And I'd love to see him work with a guy like Fields because I think I think Fields has more raw talent than a guy like Mac Jones. Um, just my take there. I do too, by physicality. Uh, but I think every quarterback – is a scheme quarterback in a way and Mac has found himself in a proper scheme. Now, hopefully somebody comes along for Chicago and, and allows uh, fields to, to play in a scheme that maximizes his game. And if that's McDaniels, that's great. I, I would like to see all of my Chicago bears fans happy again. I enjoyed uh, beating them in the Super Bowl. Listen, if we got back to the Super Bowl and lost, that would be a, a, be a hell of an achievement at this point, because right now it's, uh, it's 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 not not rock bottom, but it feels pretty close. This Matt Nagy situation. It's got a four more games. That's all we got to deal with, and then uh, we can move on. Uh, three Sunday games. We're going to talk about uh, the Washington Football Team. Who is the team? I've been I've been riding on this podcast the last two or three weeks. I took them last week. I, t- I took them the week before when they played Las Vegas. They're visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. This this line has has really moved quite a bit. It started, I think, early in the week at four and a half. It is now Eagles by seven, over under at forty four. And uh, from what I understand, the the Washington football team is just dealing with a lot of uh, injuries and um, COVID issues. Um, Taylor Heineke picked up an injury during that game. Uh, Kyle Allen had to finish the game. Kyle Allen's on the COVID list, so I don't really know Heineke's situation. Terry McLaurin might be out. Uh, meanwhile, the Eagles have been coming on the last few weeks. They're coming off a bye. Jalen Hurts should be healthy and play in this game, I believe. Um, I'm actually pretty interested in them to, to grab that final wild card spot in the NFC. Right now, if you want to do that, they're plus 260 on DraftKings to make the playoffs. Of course, it all starts here with the home game against Washington. We were texting about this game earlier. We don't necessarily see the eye to eye on this uh, we didn't see eye to eye on this one until I dug in a little bit deeper into this one. <laughs> McLaurin not playing uh, is a is an absolute deal breaker, mixed with the fact that it's going to be forty five degrees with twelve mile per hour winds and thirty one mile per hour gusts. So everything, <laughs> everything to me points toward a lot of running, and if that's the case, that points toward Philly. Um, yeah, I would love to take Washington in this game, and I think and more prime conditions with less injuries on Washington. I really do think they're the better team. Um, but uh, it, I, I would feel wrong and, and not intelligent 
whatsoever if I was to go against the fact that this looks every bit like a running game and that fits yeah. that really perfectly. Sanders is supposed to play. Howard is supposed to play. They saw Boston Scott. Gainwell's there. I mean, they can just run, 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 just like the Patriots did the other day and rotate those guys in to where McKissick's out with a concussion, uh, potentially not playing. Heineke, like you said, I think it's something to do with his hand on his throwing hand, but he did come back. And then Kyle Allen being out. Uh, Curtis Samuel's not supposed to play. Yeah. They just, they just seem up. I wanted to argue about it, but I, I just, I can't. I did. I did like it better when it was four and a half or five. I mean, seven is is kind of a big number in in a division game. That's teams that are relatively close, and I, I do think Washington has the coaching edge. I think Rivera is a better coach than Nick Sirianni, although I, I I've questioned him all season. But here they are, and and they're in a good spot. Um, the the bets and the money coming in on this game supports what we what we're talking about though. 55% of the bets are on the Eagles, but a huge amount of the money is coming on the, the Eagles. 82% of the money is on the Eagles. So the, the sharps, the pros, they're hammering the Eagles minus seven. I think I'm going to go that way too. I, I agree with everything you said. I think this is a running team. They have a, a slew of running backs and, Jalen Hurts, if he's back, if his ankle's okay, he'll he'll provide a threat as well. And they could throw the ball just enough with play action that I, I think they'll be able to put enough points to cover that. I'd say like a 10-point game in this game, it feels like. Um, so we're on both on the side of the Eagles minus seven here. Uh, Sunday at 4.05. This one's a good game. This is a good game. Uh, Cincinnati coming off that tough overtime loss last week to the Niners. They're going to mile high to face the Broncos. This game has the Broncos favored at uh, as two and a half point favorites currently over under at 44 and a half. Um, Broncos are a good home team. Teddy Bridgewater usually does just enough to win games to cover uh, you alluded to it earlier. Javante Williams might be a future star in this league. I love that guy. Um, Melvin Gordon provides a nice two-headed monster, and Bridgewater can just basically manage the game and not turn it over. Uh, currently, 63%. This is a classic Pro Joe's situation here, too. 63% of the bets are on the Bengals, but 78% of the money is on the Broncos. So huge, huge money on the Broncos. Smaller bets coming in on the Bengals. Um, what's your take here? Broncos, or I'm sorry, Bengals, actually. <laughs> 100% the Bengals. I think you and I had discussed this a little bit too, and we're going to disagree on this one. Uh, Bengals, absolutely. 58 degrees, five mile per hour wind, 12 mile per hour dust, a throwing game. I will take Burrow. Um, Mixon's healthy. P. Ryan's been playing better. And then the three-headed monster of Chase Higgins and Boyd, that's hard to stop. Um, I just don't and never have trust Teddy Bridgewater in a game where he's out-quarterbacked. I, if he gets – they're not just going to be able to hand the ball off to Gordon and Javonta Williams. It's if, if they're up in the first half, yeah, they can probably run it down. Um, but he does not have the arm or the ability that Burrow has. Sure. And I, again, I, just as we talked about in the previous game, this to me is a throwing game. 
And I, I would like Javonta Williams if Gordon wasn't hurt to play in daily fantasy because he's going to catch balls and, and Bridgewater checks it down. But if the game comes to a point where Bridgewater has to throw the ball downfield, uh, the Bengals defense has been better than what uh, has been for years. Looking at my stats, they have 37 sacks, which is more than any team that, that we're going to talk about today, which really surprised me. Um, yeah, I mean, seventh and, and points scored a game, 6.8 to 20.7 for the Broncos. I just think that everything for me, this is one of those, that I was talking about earlier, one of those underdog games that I would probably bet pretty heavily. Okay. Heavy on the Bengals. Okay. I, I, I can completely understand it. On paper, these are both pretty evenly matched teams. If you're talking about, if you reference DVOA with their offensive defensive rankings, it's pretty close. Um, you mentioned not trusting Teddy Bridgewater. I, I think I trust him just a little bit more than than Joe Burrow's injured finger, which I, I know he played through it last week and he played pretty well, lit it up in the second half of that game and led them back to an overtime loss. Um, I just like Teddy in this game. He, you know, traditionally he he just covers games. Uh, I, I like the one, the two and a half here. Um I, I would grab it now, in my opinion, before it moves up to three, because I think it's going to go that way based on, on where the money's coming in. Um, so we're, we're completely opposite here. I, I love the running backs. I think they'll be able to run on, on Cincinnati. And I, I like Denver's pass rush against Cincinnati's uh, offensive line. And that's, that's one of the clear questions that's, it's been a question mark all season is protecting Burrow. And um I don't know. I like that home field advantage. I just like that position for, for Denver. So go head to head on that one. That'll be like a Matt Kuchar, Hayden Buckley situation for us. Um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and I'm excited. Last game. And uh, there, there's a lot of unknown about this one as well with, with injuries and, and things of that nature. But the Packers, 425, they'll be headed to Baltimore. Uh, Packers are favored by five over under 43 and a half. Uh, I think obviously the big question mark in this game is, is Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, I don't know. It looked really bad, uh, you know, last week, uh, him getting carted off the field. Uh, apparently it's just, it's an ankle injury. So it, it, it wasn't as bad as it looked, but even before the injury, he hadn't been really playing well for a while. Um, you know, it, it, the his, his his passing, he's just not finding guys. He's been missing guys, throwing a lot of picks. Um, of course, you still want him out there because he just provides a, a threat to the game that a guy like Tyler Huntley, his backup, is not going to provide. Um, so we don't know if he's necessarily going to play in this game. I don't know if it necessarily matters, but – to me, Zach, getting the Packers favored by five right now, I feel like that's stealing. I agree. I I would take the Packers in this game, and I don't think Jackson or Huntley, it really matters. I think that obviously Jackson's a better player, but I think Huntley plays fairly identical to him. I mean, they look similar playing. It's, it's kind of uncanny when I looked up 
and you know, I knew Jackson was hurt, but like I looked up and Huntley was running and I thought it was Jackson for a second. Um, I just think as a team overall, Green Bay is is better. Uh, the Rodgers Adams combo has been huge, and Rodgers has a toe issue. He's been dealing with it all year. He hasn't been practicing. It hasn't been an issue all year, so I don't think it should be an issue here. Um, weather's supposed to be 45 degrees with 14 mile an hour wind, uh, potential gusts up to 29, but Rogers plays in, uh, Lambeau. So crappy weather does not seem to affect him. Um, so, you know, he's one of the quarterbacks that, that if I see the weather's bad, it doesn't shy me away from depending on him a little bit more than, than most other quarterbacks. Um, and they seem to kind of have this like two headed monster at running back now of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. There's um, making Aaron Jones owners in fantasy just angry as can be, but for the team, I think it is fantastic. And Valdez Scantling coming back and being healthy, made some big plays last week and, and Devonte Adams, Devonte Adams. Um, I just, I don't think five, I have it at five and a half. If you see it at five, that's even better. Um, yeah, I don't see how with Jackson, uh, potentially being hurt, not playing and, and just how inept in all honesty, Baltimore's offense has looked recently. Uh, I would take the five and run. Uh, I, I'm surprised it's, it's less than a touchdown, to be honest with you, if, if, uh, Especially if Lamar is going to be out, you know we won't know that probably until Sunday morning. But eighty-seven percent of the bets on the Packers, eighty-nine percent of the money. So all everything supporting the taking the Packers here. I'm with you. Um, you know Tom Brady. Tom Brady is probably going to win the MVP award. He's he's a live favorite uh, minus one seventy-five. But you can make every argument in the book that Aaron Rodgers is the MVP this year. Um, he's he's at plus 500. Probably the only reason he's not going to win is because of what happened midseason with all the COVID controversy. But I mean, he's he's just been he's just been awesome, like he always is. Uh, 27 touchdown, four picks, um, extremely efficient. He's got all the weapons he needs there with Adams, Jones, Dylan, and uh, nice supporting receivers and. Uh, I think you just you just roll with Rodgers. That offense seems to be humming. Baltimore's kind of moving backwards right now, and uh, I, I think everything just supports taking Green Bay in this game. So we only oppose on one game. That was that was the Bengals Broncos. So I, I expected a little bit more of a debate on on some of these picks, but you, you flipped on your Washington Philly pick. So uh, four to four to five, not bad. Anything else you like on the slate here? Uh, just real quick, Zach. Yeah, I would jump on the Texans uh, or, yeah, the Texans right now who are getting 3.5 points against the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are horrid. And, I, I mean, I don't understand. I, how, how, are the, how are the Jaguars' favorite against anyone right now? I don't get it. I don't – I know – I don't get it. Yeah. So, I, I, I love I – um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, it's a terrible game. Terrible game. Gonna, but I, if you're looking, I mean, if the if your goal is to make money, I I do not see how the Jaguars are giving points. It's hard to understand. The only thing I can reason is Davis Mills is a rookie on the road late in December. Uh, but 
there's not there's that is the most uninspired team in the league right now <laughs> with all the Urban Meyer stuff. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's a shell of what he used to be. Um, be interesting to see what how he bounces back next year if if Urban's gone and and who they who they have coached that team. Um, I love the Steelers at home. Uh, uh, getting a point and a half, I just take them on the money line at plus 100. I've talked about this for a couple of weeks now. I love Mike Tomlin as an underdog. Uh, I love Mike Tomlin in a spot, his back up against uh, the wall. They got to win that game. And, you know, there's nothing too scary about the Titans these days with Derrick Henry still out. So plus 100 on the Steelers. Um, I also like Atlanta. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying it, but. I feel like they're that's a huge number and uh at San Francisco they're getting nine and a half points, which seems to be a, a two or three points too high in my mind. I think Atlanta's playing pretty well. Cordero Patterson has revitalized his career. He's a true threat. He might be a pro bowler this year. Um, you know, San Fran's a, a good solid team, but that I think that's that's a couple points too high. So I think there's value on the Falcons to cover that game. I think it's crazy to say this, but I don't think 13 and a half is enough to Cardinals Lions. I just mm. heard Swift going on IR. I I think that Kyler and James Conner are going to just pound it down the Lions' mouth. And, you know, I feel bad for the Lions. I'm glad they got a win, and, and I would like to see them get better. But I don't think this week's going to be it, and I really don't think 13 and a half is enough. I'm not saying that I would bet heavy. Because it's still only thir- it's still thirteen and a half points, but if you're looking at a at a high risk game, I guess, or something like that, I think you could throw that into a parlay and mm-hmm. and not be too terrible at thirteen and a half. Well, it's a clear talent mismatch for sure. I mean, the Cardinals could put up forty pretty easily in that game. You would think. Um, we'll see. Uh, Definitely some 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 games that are going to impact the playoff race, and uh, see how the picks play out. Uh, Zach, appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, talking football. I know you'll be back for golf once once January hits, but uh, good to finally talk football with you. And uh, appreciate your time, man. Yeah, I had a great time. It was awesome. Uh, next week, Tim and I are uh, rolling out the. Uh, the most hated athletes of, of our lifetime show, which is um, again, I just, I can't wait for that. Um, Tim's really narrowing down his list. He's, he's had too many guys to pick from, so he's been working on that. Um, so that'll be out. That'll probably, that might be the only show during Christmas week. Um, again, everyone appreciate you guys listening to the show, supporting the podcast. Um, again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Let's go.